Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Mean Streets, powered by FTN, presented by Game Plus Network. Chris Meany here with you. Lots to get to here on this show. There are nine games on the ice. We're going to talk some picks, some props, some goal scores towards the end of the show. We'll also dive into the three stars from last night as well. Give a lot of love to Jake DeBrusque, who had a hattie last night, continues to be hot fire for the Boston Bruins. We have six games on the hard court. Tino's going to drop by. We will talk some NBA picks. The Mavericks and the Lakers are playing today, which I wonder which way Tino is going to go after we just chirped the heck out of the Lakers yesterday. Freezing cold takes. LeBron diving into some of his numbers, having a really good campaign, but he needs a little bit of help, I think. We'll dive into the the NBA slate, some picks, and some props, and we'll continue to break down MLB. Have a little bit of a discussion with Tino when he hops on. I don't know if you guys were following last night, late on Twitter. I was following. There's really no need for me to be following Bob Nightingale's tweets. He had some ludicrous tweet last night where it's closer to midnight, nobody's moving, but we're inching closer to uh, uh, a deal getting, I guess, broken or agreed on. It doesn't seem like that's the case, but we will break into... Round two of the NFBC. I like a lot of players going in round two. This is the first year in five years where you can get Mike Trout in the second round. Over the past few years, you haven't been able to get Mike Trout unless you had a first or second, maybe even third. Last year, I saw him go around, pick five or six overall. Again, NFBC, high stakes leagues, a bit of a different format talking rotisserie so stolen bases are certainly key they're not everything but you can't compete you can't win the league if you're going to be dead last in stolen bases you at least need to be in the middle of the pack so if you're going to draft guys like maybe you take the power approach in the first two rounds with a Vlad Guerrero Jr. and a Mike Trout you're going to have to attack stolen bases in the middle parts of your draft and we will talk about targets like that not so much today, but as we dig a little bit deeper. Tomorrow will be round three. We'll do round four on Thursday. Guys like Jazz Chisholm comes to mind as a guy who can steal you 20 bags. Mondesi, Alberto Mondesi is like that. Do you pick him in the fourth round? You know, Did you grab power and pitching in the first three picks? And you probably need to address uh, stolen bases with a guy like Mondesi in around round four. We'll get into all of that stuff throughout, but I'm kind of getting sidetracked here. But we will talk a little baseball, and I'm going to highlight a couple guys that I really like in that round two kind of section of NFBC when it comes to ADP. But there are a lot of guys that I really do like over there. Uh, I'm happy to turn the calendar to March, even though yesterday we finished pretty strong. Um, just to finish off February, 
on this show. We did have the Leafs. We had the over between Washington and Toronto. That's now 21 of Toronto's last 26 games. We've seen at least six goals scored. We also had the over between the New Jersey Devils and the Vancouver Canucks. We got that one pretty easily. Now the Devils have played the over in eight of their last 10 games and a matchup tonight in Columbus against the Blue Jackets, another team who has played the over quite a bit. So it's going to be one of my picks over six and a half, but uh, happy with how yesterday went. Some guys that we pumped, um, you know, the tires of Igor Sharangovich came through for us yesterday, nearly 3-1 to one for an anytime goal. Mentioned Jake DeBrusque, uh, kind of highlighted him as the Bruins play four games this week as a guy who's been uh, winning us some money from a shot prop standpoint and a goal standpoint. And Michael Bunting, and we'll get to him more in the next segment as well. Uh, Dangle Betselli is live over at our FTN YouTube page, ftnbets.com, and broke down all nine games with Eric Young. We called some goals, some props. Just a bit of a deeper conversation when it comes to uh, the NHL slate. But what we did on that show, we were asking people to give their best bet of the day on the ice. And it didn't matter if you won or you lost, and it didn't matter what the bet was. And we're giving away a betting package over at Dangle Betselli on Thursday. So all we're asking for people to do is head on over to our FTN YouTube page and give their best bet, hockey bet of the day, any bet that they want, and you don't even have to win. We'll put that name, put your name into a draw on Thursday, and we'll give away an FTN betting package. And the betting package includes all sports, all picks, and projections, Discord, all kinds of goodness. So since we're doing it over there, I want to do it over here too. And it's been a minute since we've done it. We don't have the Grinch <laughs> um, cartoon character here, but we... But this still applies here on this show. I, I think we can do it here on this show as well. So, again, asking everybody who's hanging out with us, it could be live on Game Plus Network. Head on over to our FTN YouTube page. Subscribe. Smash that like button in the comments section. Leave your best bet of the day. It doesn't matter if it wins or it loses. Honestly, it, I'm going to take your name. I'm going to put it into a draw, and we will draw tomorrow on this show, the winner of the FTN bets package. Also, um... If you're just listening on iTunes, Spotify, you don't have a YouTube account, it does only take two seconds to make one. If you do make one, find FTN Network. Uh, I tweeted it out earlier. And again, subscribe, smash that like button, leave it in the comment section. But if you're just listening on iTunes, Spotify, you don't want to do all that stuff, it's okay. Uh, just send an email over to MeanStreetsFTN at gmail.com with your best bet of the day. I'll, I already have a couple uh, from Dangle Batselli in there. It could be any sport, hockey basketball, college, whatever you want to do. Um, it could be anything that you want. And again, win or lose, all good. We will take your name and we will put it into a draw and we'll give away a betting package tomorrow. Feeling giving here as just happy to get February behind us. It's still freezing cold where I'm at. And there's a ton of snow on the ground and I can't wait for golf season. Uh, but we're all, we're getting there. It is getting close. It is getting close. Mike Convery hanging out again today on Mean Streets after hanging out with us on Game Plus Network. Woo, woo, awesome giveaway. We appreciate you and all the support from everybody on this show and Dangle Betselli and everybody over at FTN as well. So we do appreciate you. Just want to give back a little bit and show you guys really what the FTN betting package has to offer. Speaking of golf, we do have our free bet, and you can head on over to ftmbets.com slash free. Sign up for the free newsletter. You get a bet every single day. You get some access to some of the content we have over at ftmbets.com, some tools and some statistics as well. So this one I can only assume is from our guy, Brian DeCorte. Uh, Cameron Young, top 40 finish, plus 110 over at, uh, I do believe that is DraftKings, but search around. Those north of the border, bet 365, you'll be able to find this bet 
at a similar price as well as the Arnold Palmer Invitational gets underway tomorrow. And we will have Mr. DeCorte join us tomorrow to dive into some more of his favorite picks, some outright winners, and some DFS stuff as well. George Z in the house. But it's Rory McIlroy season. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I am interested and intrigued with Rory uh, this weekend for sure. Adam, I see your bet already. Um, actually, that is, that is, is that a bet? Yes. If Fred Van Fleet is out, Pascal Siakam over assists. Sure, that's certainly one that I can get behind as well. If you are following along live right now on our YouTube page, you can leave the question there in the in the chat, but it's easier for me to see it after the show is over. Uh, I know it's maybe a little bit difficult, but if you're hanging out with us during the show, as soon as it's over, you'll see the comment section appear. Boom, leave it there. And uh, I will always circle back before a puck drop and tip off uh, to get going. Stat of the day. This one from our guy, George, and FTN Data. Look at this graphic. That is sharp. Not going to lie, dude. Uh, you crushed it with this one, as per usual. Tight end leaders in yards per route run while lined up out wide and we know that Kyle Pitts is not your typical tight end he lines up wide he actually lined up wide more than any tight end in the NFL last season look at that up at the top Andrews number two Dalton Schultz had a great season Gronk and Travis Kelsey so those are the leaders in yards per route run when lining lining up wide uh Kyle Pitts is diving into some of his numbers I I Honestly, he was a fantasy bust. He was. He had a really good season, but he was a fantasy bust because he only scored one touchdown. Uh, he had 110 targets, which was the fifth most at the position, 68 grabs, the seventh most. He finished his tight end nine and a half point setting, tight end 11 in fantasy points per game. Just over 1,000 yards is a really good season for a tight end, 1,026 yards. He was just shy of breaking the most yards ever for a rookie tight end, which is held still by Mike Dicka who had 1,076 yards in 1961. So he was pretty close to that. And for Kyle Pitts, he only had one touchdown, and it happened in London. He still does not have a touchdown uh, in North America. And don't at me with the Pro Bowl touchdowns. It does not count. But Kyle Pitts did have a really good season. He just didn't return value as a top four tight end getting drafted in the third, fourth round. I would imagine that's probably where he's going to go again next year. The touchdowns are going to come. You know, some of that is on Matt Ryan. Some of that's on the Falcons, the way that they, you know, run their offense. But they'll come. He's a big buddy. They'll figure it out. Not having Calvin Ridley there, I think, really did hurt Kyle Pitts to have, if they can figure out a way to bring back Calvin Ridley and make him happy and have, you know, Ridley on the field, that will open up a lot of one-on-one. Who, by the way, you guys know this, Kyle Pitts is an absolute mismatch uh, all over the field. Uh, but I will be in on him from a redraft standpoint next year. And if anybody's willing to sell him in Dynasty because he had one touchdown, you go ahead and you see if you can get him on your Dynasty squad. All right, we'll take a break. And when we come back here, we got the NHL three stars. The first bet I made here in March is a bet on a Toronto Maple Leaf player. That's right. We're into March and we're getting wild here on Mean Streets. Keep it locked. Welcome back into Mean Streets here live on Game Plus Network. Here are your three stars on the ice last night. There are a lot of different ways uh, I could have gone here, but I wanted to lead, of course, with Jake DeBrusque, who had a heck of a game last night. This is somebody we've really been on here at FTN over the past week and a half or so uh, since the promotion to the top line. He had the hat trick and the four goal, four shots on net last night in Los Angeles. Nice little ad there, George. 
with the hat emoji. Uh, Jake DeBrusque has seven goals and 19 shots in his last five games. He had a two-goal game the other day as well. He, again, today is plus 330 for an anytime goal. I haven't seen his shot prop as of yet, but it's probably going to be plus 140 for three shots. That's where it's been at over the past couple of games. Sometimes books don't adjust, actually all the time, really. It takes a while for books to adjust uh, like a line movement like this. Jake DeBrusque, who demanded a trade about six weeks ago, wanted out of Boston, playing on the third line. I can only imagine he wanted a trade because he feels like he can offer more. Like he should be a top six player on a team. And he probably would be on most squads. But, you know, the Bruins are kind of loaded inside their top six. I don't know if they put him up there to showcase him, just make him happy. I guess now would be the time to trade him, right? We talk about this all the time in season long. You know, you sell high, you buy low. I would imagine the same sort of thing works in the NHL. Like this is, his stock is absolutely rising. I'm sure people are calling like Jake DeBrus clearly can score goals. Uh, I think it's a good fit. I think they should keep him. And I think they should keep him on that top line. Uh, again, those north of the border, bet 365. I saw him last night, one and a half for his shot prop. It was juiced to the over at minus 180. But you can put those kind of, you know, odds into a parlay and, and away you go. So I'm going to like him again today, even off the back of the back. The second half in Anaheim, it does look like John Gibson could return. I'm still going to like his shot props. He's just feeling it right now. Uh, I saw um, an FTN subscriber or follower last night had the the first goal for him last night at 20 to one. He again is uh, 20 to one to score first here today. He he did it really early, I believe, first shift last night. That stuff is you know not going to happen. It's really hard to nail first time goal scores, but if you could, you know, you put 0.25 units down, all of a sudden you hit one of those and away you go, and you're having yourself. Uh, hopefully a pretty good day. It's a it's a decent way to to kind of start with a small sprinkle and you nail maybe you go three or four first time goal scorers you hit one of them and you know it should be a profitable night for you. But for Jake DeBrus, he's still hanging around season long leagues. His ownership is right around twenty percent. When we talked about him yesterday as a pickup in week nineteen as one of I think seven or eight teams that play four games this week, the Bruins being one of those teams, his ownership was around fifteen percent. So he has jumped up. Um, considerably over the last 24 hours, as he should. I would ride this out, and, I mean, you could sell high if you want. Even if you don't feel like he's going to continue this, pick him up and sell high to somebody who does feel like they could that he could continue this. It's kind of the way I usually run my season-long leagues. It's kind of like, you know, stock market, in and out, highs and lows. Uh, you want to sell people at their absolute high and sometimes buy them at their absolute low. So Jake DeBrusque, a shout-out to him uh, on a bit of a heater. Jesper Bratt, we had yesterday for two and a half shots, one goal, two points. Uh, he did have three shots. We got that third one late. He's just having such a really good season. I mean, kind of out of nowhere. He's leading the Devils in points. Uh, he's been a point-per-game guy the the entire season, 50 points in 48 games. Last year, he had 30 and 46. He's just a really good player that not a lot of people talk about. I mean, the Devils have some offense. They got guys like Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, former first overall pick, uh, former Halifax Moosehead. You got Igor Sharangovich, who we gave a little bit of love to yesterday, who found the back of the net. But for Jesper Bratt, going to go back to him again today, a little bit later on in the show. He does have goals in three straight games, five over that span, and he has at least three shots in three straight and five is past six. Michael Bunting probably shouldn't be on here as a star, but I did want to give him a little bit of love. He scored a goal last night, the opener. We've been on him as well, plus money for shots. Didn't get it last night, but a lot of these guys, DeBrusque and Bunting, they've been basically plus 300 for an anytime goal over the past couple of weeks, playing on the top line of their respective teams, which is a lot of value then. Again, Vegas not really paying attention to line movement. Bunting has had uh, the boost with the addition of, um, I guess, going, I say the addition, Matthews and Marner are awesome. You could probably put anybody with those two guys and, you know, the player will have some success. But for Michael Bunting, 
Uh, he's he's really on a bit of a heater. He had a 4.9 the other day. And the first bet that I put in here in March, actually had a 5.9, four assists, five points. Uh, he does have goals in back-to-back games. He's got 19 on the season. The bet that I put in this morning was for him to win the Calder Trophy. You can get that over at Fandle at 10 to 1 points bet at 9 to 1. DraftKings is 4 to 1. So it's not really a great bet over there. And I'll say that Zegris. Zegris is probably the leader, but Mort Sider deserves a lot of attention as well. It's really impressive what he's doing as a rookie defenseman, logging over 20 minutes a game. He leads all rookies in assists with 34. He's he's playing against the opposing team's top players, and to do it as a as a defenseman in the league is is really astonishing. Honestly, I watch him play, and I watch him play against a lot of top players, and he does a good job. It, it probably is his award to lose, but I will say this. Bunting, 19 goals now, leads all rookies. He's got uh, thir- 41 points, which is just one behind Lucas Raymond. This top line in Toronto is not going to slow down at any time soon. So if he can get to maybe the 30-goal mark, and get to maybe 60 points, he would have to probably have a 10 to 15-point edge on some of these guys, which I think is doable because, yes, he's a rookie, but he's also 26, and that may have some effect on some voters. It didn't with Kaprizov last season. He was a little bit older for a rookie, uh, spent some time in the KHL. It may have an effect on some voters here when it comes to Moritz Satter being a lot younger, Trevor Zegras being a lot younger and having really good rookie campaigns as well. But I think a 10 to 1, certainly worth a sprinkle. Uh, Daniel Bratt, 5K DK tonight also. Yeah, he's super affordable. Bunting is cheap. And DeBrusque was 3-3 yesterday, had 48 DraftKings points, and now he's 3-1 today. So his price has actually dropped $200, the back-to-back against the Ducks. I wouldn't worry about it. A top line in Boston's always going to get opportunities with Marchand and Patrice Bergeron driving offense. So those are your three stars. Wanted to give a little bit of love to Michael Bunting if you're looking for a bit of a long shot. 10-1, to 9-1, to 4-1, to one, not so much. We are going to switch gears and talk a little baseball. Tino is in here next. We're also going to dive into the NBA, and we are keeping the NHL picks for the end of the show. So hang around. A lot more to get to here on Main Streets. Keep your locked. Tino Rodriguez underscore in the house. Mean Streets live on Game Plus Network. Those hanging out with us live on our FTN YouTube page. Any questions for Mr. Tino? Now is the time. We'll get into some basketball stuff with you in a little bit. Uh, one thing before we get in, um, welcome in. We, we love you here on this show. One thing I just saw that was tweeted because we were talking hockey a little bit. It's Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So LeBron will definitely bring it today. You know, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> uh, over at Prize Picks, they always um, kind of pump out just like value props. Uh, and it's just, just like a time code on it, like 22% off, 50% off sometimes. Right now, I'm seeing it was just tweeted from our FTN Daily account Nathan McKinnon over three and a half shots. So everywhere you look, it's going to be at four, four and a half. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, three and a half shots. He had 14 shots on goal uh, over the weekend in a game. 14. It's not the most ever. Ray Bork has the most ever in a game of defenseman for the Bruins. In 91, had 19. Uh, but this is this is an opportunity to get in. We have the free pick tracker over at FTNDaily.com. Use the promo code FTN100%. First deposit match of up to $100 on a Taco Tuesday. Before we get into some baseball and some NBA, were you up all night following Mr. Nightingale's uh, no. <laughs> tweets. So do you? Do you? Have, can, does anybody ever take him serious? I really saw a lot of people. I was, go after I was him able to. Go, I could go to bed because I saw Bob Nightingale tweeting as much as he did. I had sent it to you guys. I was like, "Kiss of death." We can go to bed. Deal's not getting done today. And so, um, 
Yeah, he was the only one actively tweeting. You called it out. It's like he's actively tweeting. I don't really see anyone else. And I was like, that makes matters worse. Also, I, you know, I'm not the hockey e- expert, but you know, I've been on the Canadians and um, they're winning again today. Uh, that's a pick that I think uh, EY gave on Dangle Bent. I'm writing it. I know nothing about it. I just know they're the hottest team in hockey right now. Last time I looked, they had nine wins. Here we are with 13. And so, but just keep the train going, man. I'm. I'm not willing to get off. I know they're plus money um, on the money. Nearly line. plus two hundred. Yeah. I'd probably take a puck line. I told you my favorite play <laughs> is Canadians plus money puck line. I take it every time. You tell me not to do it because empty netters, but it's just so enticing. It's so enticing until they, you know, until they put some respect on their name. So uh, that's my only hockey pick. It's probably going to be a winner too because uh, I know nothing about it. That's I think that's just the way <laughs> these things go. You can yeah. get them on the puck line not to lose by two at minus 130. Yeah, I mean, okay. Eric gave us some good points. They definitely are playing a lot better. I've just seen the effort there. They just they, this, mm-hmm. this team wasn't trying a month ago. Now they're trying. The effort's there. They're having some fun. Uh, and they do have the Jets number, so it's it's not a bad little pick. This was my favorite tweet last night from Bob Nightingale. Um, so this was at 1 a.m., I guess, my time. So right at midnight Eastern. It's now midnight. And no one is moving as the two sides move ever so closer. <laughs> oh my god! Is that an inside joke that I'm missing somewhere? I just I didn't fully understand that one. Dude, needed Bob's just doing the best he can. He's doing the best he can. He's trying to give us some live updates. Uh, I will say though, the thing most worth noting that seemed accurate amongst everything and that did get oh, yeah. retweeted by uh, John yes. Heyman is the playoff format, right? So that's something we can definitely talk about. That has some backing. And I, the one thing I can't wrap my head around is why this is the leverage piece. It seems that 14 teams is what the MLB wants. The PA is able to nudge to 12. Looks like it's changing either way. Um, I am not aboard on 14. The players are pushing back on 14. It's just like the one compelling news I think we're getting out of this is that the leverage that the PA has right now is that if they give up and you know, give them the 14 team. They can kind of do a give and take. But I don't want to see a 14 team playoff in the MLB. That's just ridiculous. That's half the league. And, and what's the point at that point, right? I mean, the 12 team format would give two top two seeds, uh, the, you know, the top two seeds buys. And then we have three game uh, playoffs for everyone else, which eliminates the one game playoff, which a lot of people were kind of iffy on with the wild card game. So I don't think 12 would be egregious, but 14, I think is just, it's too much. It's kind of overkill. Yeah, it's too much. I think that's what's unique about baseball. I, I know some people kind of laugh at the NBA and the NHL where half the, you know, half the league makes the playoffs over half in some instances. Yeah. Uh, I would like, I'd, I'd like the fact that they're going to 12. I do like that. Uh, 14 would be too much. 12, I think is cool. I mean, I feel like they rushed the playoffs. I would also like to th- see a, a four to seven in the, in the opening wildcard round. I don't mm. want to see three to five. I, I agree with uh, Cash, uh, manager of the Braves, when he says, listen, we won over 100 games. And we're bouncing three games. Like, yes, take care of business in the playoffs, but it shouldn't be a three to five, uh, for especially for a team that wins that much. Jock, I'm glad you brought it up. I have it here as well. Jock Peterson tweets last night were pretty gold. This is the one that I do have. Official will play 162 <laughs> games, seven innings each. 32 teams make the playoffs, and everyone gets a participation trophy. So yeah, he was pretty uh, he was pretty ticked off last night, uh, to say the least. But I do like that. 12. I think we have a couple things, right? The universal DH we know. Yep. And, and then, another um, playoff team each. 
they're, they're, and then obviously the lottery, they're, they're going to, you know, increase fair play. They're going to make a draft sure. lottery, which I don't necessarily love because uh, infamously, I know we're not talking NBA yet, but Stephen A. Smith, I don't know if you saw this as a tweet going around. Uh, Jalen Rose said that uh, he told Stephen A. Smith that if the Knicks wanted John Moran, they should have lost more games. But the Knicks lost more games than the Grizzlies. <laughs> but because of the NBA lottery, they ended up one yeah. pick before him, infamously when Zion John and RJ went. So, uh just great. That's the that's the lottery system in a nutshell, right? Lose more games. No, that's that's what the lottery is there for. Hey. I, this is Stephen A. That doesn't feel like he pays attention, man. Like I don't know. Does somebody does does research? He mails it in every yeah. day. Just says whatever the heck he wants to say without uh, any facts or anything at all. Let's get into round two, uh, NFBC MLB ADP. Yesterday we talked about the first round and we highlighted Bo Bichette. As the only player in baseball to hit 290, have 20 plus homers, 20 plus stolen bases, and contribute with runs and RBIs as well. So Devers is on average the so this really with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Isn't officially ADP. It's pretty close. Like, for example, Mike Trout, 14th here. His ADP is like 15.5. This is just really lined up in order of the ADP, not official not officially the pick, uh, not to confuse you guys, but this is really the order on average that these guys are getting drafted, all of them in the second round, and this from the month of February. So Devers is up at the top. Third base is really, really weak. If you can attack the position early, I think you should. Uh, Mike Trout in there. Again, I said off the top, this is the first time I can remember since his rookie campaign, well, rookie year, he just was a waiver wire pickup. He wasn't drafted. Mookie Betts in there as well. Another guy who's been a first-round pick over the past couple years. Luis Robert, Ozzy Albies, and then we get into the pitchers here. Walker Bueller. You got Max Scherzer there. Freddie Freeman uh, sandwiched between. You got the asterisks there because uh, he is officially a free agent. Manny Machado, uh, Brendan Woodruff, Zach Wheeler, and Jacob Degrom. First of all, I just want to say that Jacob Degrom, if you're getting him at the end of the second, is a terrific value with yeah. a ton of upside. In the great baseball invitational draft that I am taking part in, it's a slow draft. He went, I believe, pick 15. So the end of the first, I think he was the third pitcher off the board. So a lot of people, I guess you're you're worried about the injuries, but you also know the upside is tremendous. I would have him uh, ranked ahead of Wheeler, Woodruff, maybe even Scherzer too. I think the one guy that I do have some concerns on this list, and it's not because he's a Met, Tino, I would have the concerns if he was with the Nationals, or even if he stuck around with the Dodgers, is Max Scherzer. He's just getting a little yep. bit older. We've seen some back injuries pop up for him over the past couple of years. He's the one guy that I have some concerns with here. But for the most part, I like everybody on this list. Yeah, and, and I think with Scherzer, the reason the Mets signed him, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, their aspirations get to the playoffs. So, you know, I think the injuries will come up with him. But hopefully nothing significant, and he does make it to the postseason. I've said this forever, and I've had to, you know, eat crow about it because I kind of talked down on, on, on Max Scherzer because – He's been compared to Jacob DeGrom his entire career and has to go over him. And, and you know, you kind of have to pick your poison with them in order to pick a Cy Young. And, you know, you don't want to tear down two great pitchers, but that's kind of what 
the system does. I do want to mention, though, um, that on that list, although Rafael Devers is on there, I'm going to hit something that goes to George's heartstrings instead. Talk about Mookie Betts. I didn't realize Mookie Betts had a career worst year last year. I mean, just very uncharacteristic of him. And especially in that format, you talk about hit strikeouts, uh, you know, hit stolen bases. You don't want a guy who's going to strike out a lot. This is Mookie Betts in a nutshell. We're talking about a 20-plus steal guy. He's going to hit for average 300 hitter, you know, lifetime 296 hitter. Um, hits in, a, in an amazing Dodgers lineup. Guy plays every position. I know he's probably only outfield eligibility, but they'll put him at yeah. second. They'll put him everywhere. Um, he really can go anywhere. Um, and, and I didn't realize, you know, bat at 264 last year with the Dodgers. His number is very underwhelming. 23 bombs, but only 58 RBIs in 122 games. Just kind of gross numbers. Not very Mookie Betts numbers. And, and so um, maybe that's why he is where he is. And you know, if this trend continues, maybe you're taking him too high. But for me, my antennas immediately go up and see an MVP on a down year that I think you could probably buy in the second round here um, that may be versatile and is probably fit perfectly for this format. The biggest thing is those stolen bases you talked about. Only uh, He's hit double digits the two years he's been with the Dodgers. Obviously, the one year was a shortened year, but 10 steals in both. Um, I think, you know, there there is room for him to get back to where he was with Boston getting 20-plus. So in that format especially, I, I really do like um, and have interest in Mookie Betts. George with the Grinch smile. Is that true? Crazy that Mookie, Brockhole, and Benny still train together in the offseason? I suppose that could be true. Um, is Ben Attendee yeah. still with the Royals? The I, yes, I believe he is, and let's see, he moved on. So he was a free agent. Maybe he didn't go anywhere just yet. Maybe didn't sign um, yet. Could look that up in a second. He had a pretty decent cam- like bounce-back campaign. I was expecting a little bit more from Ben Attendee. He had the really good season when they won the World Series. He kind of touched all categories, hit for average, double digits stolen bases. It looked like maybe some power is going to creep into his game. Uh, Kansas City's not the spot for somebody with power. But I agree with you on Mookie. There were three guys I really wanted to bring up here. Of course, selfishly, Mike Trout. But uh, Mookie Betts, yeah, man, like that last year is going to be the outlier. He had a career high strikeout rate. It's not even high. But at 15.6%, it's a career high for him. Uh, usually is a guy who's in the you know 12 or 13 range. Uh, the average you alluded to, 264. He did have a double-digit walk rate, which is solid. He's still giving you stolen bases. So if you grab somebody at the top, maybe it's a pitcher in the first round or a power bat like a Vlad, and if you were able to pair him up with Mookie, I think that's great. He's a guy that maybe he won't get to 30 homers. I know most projections have him at 30 over at Fangraphs. And our guy Vlad has him flirting with 30 as well. But even if he only hits 20, 25, and gives you double-digit stolen bases, checks in with 100-plus runs in that lineup, 80-plus RBI, you know, hits for average, gets back to his career mark. Like, what's he, a 296 career hitter? Yeah, he gets yeah, back and to he's like a 285. Guy. I would rather sign yeah. up for that. Like, I'm not drafting Mookie Betts to get 30 home runs. Like, if you're going in no. for that, I think you're trying to get Mookie for the wrong reasons because I'd still try to look for power later uh, in the draft, I think you're getting him for all the sustainability in every other category. You know, gap to gap, stolen bases, runs, walks, low strikeouts. Like, those are the things, especially in fantasy baseball, that got to pique your interest. For sure. Yeah. Um, as for my trout, you know, we've talked so much about, about stolen bases here. Adam says Benny's still in the Royals deal through 2023. Um, we appreciate that, Adam. You know, for Mike Trout, Mike says it too. In the second round, never thought he would see the day. Maybe this is the start of the decline. We see some, you know, pool hosts and Miggy. I mean, it happens fast. But I still think even if he's going to steal one or two bags and he only has three stolen bases over the last two years, heck, he only has 13 since 2019, 
injuries have been a concern. He missed basically an entire season with that calf injury. I think he could have came back. He had a setback, but the Angels were completely out of it anyways. I think even if, you know, this entire offseason, where you get Mike Trout in the second round, like not, nobody oh should be shocked if he finishes the best player in baseball. So I think it's a risk that you could certainly take. Again, don't expect any stolen bases. It's not going to creep back into his game. But when he's healthy, I still he think he's on himself, top. Right? He broke his. He hurt his calf. He, he hurt his calf. He tore his well, thumb a couple of years ago, sliding into. Yeah. So there's been a couple injuries that have popped up for him lately, which is going to happen. Maybe he DHs more. Maybe they have Marsh in the center field and he DHs more. That's certainly a possibility. Uh, but I think you get a guy like Mike Trout in the second round. I'm going to pull the trigger every this time. This is a random talking give a, point. Go ahead, I know yeah. you got a guy. Adam mentioned he'd love to see Nelly Cruz with the Cardinals and the DH. Just because you mentioned his name with the rule change, wouldn't you love to see Albert back in St. Louis? And get some DH reps with the Cardinals. I, I like. I don't know where he's gonna go. I know he was, you know, on the coattails of the Dodgers on the bench last year, and Albert was just there, you know, just to fill up that yeah. roster. Um, I'd love to see where he goes, but I think with the DH, him on the Cards, it would be nice. It'd be bittersweet, right? It'd be a nice little home welcoming. I, I know they left on kind of bitter terms, but. Be nice. I thought the Angels did them dirty, uh, to be honest yeah. with you. It's not like they were headed for uh, you know, a playoff run. They wanted to loosen up, give some more at-bats, I guess, to a guy like Marsh uh, and, you know, Otani. They they just couldn't figure out Otani and Walsh. You know, they had DH. Otani's got a DH, really. And so where do you put pool hosts if you want to play Walsh? So it was, it was tough. But I still think he has a little bit more to offer. And he said himself that he has more to offer as well. So yeah. I think he'll land somewhere. Uh, it would be interesting if it was St. Louis, but if it was a, a nice ballpark for him as a platoon guy, I think he, he yeah. could be at least all right in the DFS community. Let's give some love to Luis Robert. Robert, we've talked a lot about here over the past week and a half. So the statistics, you know, he was limited to 68 mm-hmm. games, only 296 plate appearances. Slash line is great. Uh, the walk rate is, wasn't there in year two. Year one, a little, little bit more walks. You'd like to see the on-base percentage climb up a little bit. I'd like when he was moved near the top of the order, getting on base and setting the table for some of the power hitters behind him. 13 bombs, 42 runs, 43 RBI, six stolen bases. So you saw the ADP of uh, 17. He's the seventh outfielder off the board, not including Fernando Tatis Jr., who does have outfield eligibility over at NFBC. But I just view him as a shortstop. And you see the line there of of slashing is... uh, One thing I do want to say is, even though he was limited... Out of all the players in the second half with at least 190 plate appearances, he led baseball with a 350 average. Unsustainable, but I do believe that he is a 300 hitter. I think he can touch all categories for you, including double-digit stolen bases. I think he can get to 30 home runs. I think if he's hitting near the top of the lineup, he's going to flirt with 100 runs as well. Uh, it was Soto who led everybody in baseball with a 348 average. He had 322 plate appearances. Your boy Starling Marte in there inside the top five. Trey Turner and Bryce Harper really good second halves, but Luis Robert, even though he didn't have all the plate appearances and he's probably somewhere in between the first month of last season and the final month of last season, I do believe he's a terrific second round target. And if you could pair him up with a Vlad or um, Ronald Acuna Jr., which I've seen from some people, I think you are well on your way. I think he's going to have a heck of a season. And Mike is a White Sox fan. Uh, we can just do a whole hour about Luba. <laughs> we talked about him last week. Mike is 70 to one, a little sprinkle to lead uh, the bigs and homers. I don't think he gets there, but I do believe um, he's an absolute baller. I think the the bar is set like Trout, Tatis. I see people compare Tatis to Trout. 
I see a lot of comparisons with Luis Robert when it comes to Mike Trout as well as a guy early on in his career that I think is going to do everything. If we're going to do comparisons for Luis Robert, I got to just say, especially for the Cuban in him, Yoenis Cespedes, he gives me gigantic vibes. Big arm in the outfield, kind of loosey-goosey, but has it if he needs it. And just like, we're going to wait, we're going to wait, we're going to wait. And then the blink of an eye, he's going to have a 35 home run, RBI, you know, 100 RBI season. And, you know, he's going to hit that peak. And so it's a matter of when with Luis Robert. I really do. The talent's all there. You just got to put it together, stay on the field. Uh, but I, the talent just jumps off the page. And just, you know, Adam says it. And we can talk about, we can do an hour on the White Sox. I mean, we, we're team. suckers for the White Sox here, aren't right? we? we, we like, we feel we're a little hesitant about them in the postseason. They always find a way to lose, but I think they're mm-hmm. continuing to build. I love the bullpen. I like the rotation. I like a lot of these young players. I think they win the division. I think they get in the playoffs again. And we love – I I mean, say we. I love Aloy Jimenez. I think we he's phenomenal. Him. Another great player as well, 30-1 to 1, uh, to lead the bigs and homers. And I think he has the potential to get to 40 this year where it may take Robert mm-hmm. – a couple of years. We got to get out of here. We talked a lot of baseball for a league where we don't even know if the <laughs> season's going to be here on opening yeah. day. We're, we're optimistic. I keep saying it. We're optimistic. We'll break and we will talk NBA, a little Lakers and Mavs talk here next on Mean Streets. Watching Mean Streets here on Game Plus Network. Chris Meany and Tino Rodriguez here with you. I totally agree with Adam LaRusso. What is the guy like pushing 80, 77? I mean, good on him uh, to be still hanging around Major League Baseball. He knows a lot about the game, but some, uh, the game is kind of changing a little bit. I uh, <laughs> I didn't like that signing from day one. I think he needs to go uh, for them to reach their maximum upside. And then he We're got like in gears. trouble immediately after they signed him, right? He had like he got yes. trouble with the law, but that's not what we're here for. We're talking NBA now, right? Meaning- Let's switch gears to talk NBA. Here's the three stars from last night. Uh, Scotty Barnes, you get the case of bats. Uh, you were triggered last night, no doubt, <laughs> on the Raptors, and they play the Nets and they go off. Scotty Barnes had a really big day, 28 points, 16 boards, four assists, and led everybody yesterday in steals with five. Uh, we had Shay here, Canadian. Shout out to the boy, 37 points, seven boards, and 10 assists. He's been back here in the lineup uh, for a couple games. So he's he's owned everywhere. You're not going to get these guys uh, on the waiver wire. But uh, for SGA, if you, do, if you do play a little fantasy basketball, a little season long there, you got to be happy uh, with the return, return from SGA. As he's just, I mean, he is, uh, I think, yeah. a phenomenal player playing on a bad team, but a guy that um, can really bring it. He's got 30 plus points in his three games since returning. He's got 20 dimes over that span as well. But I mean, the spotlight goes to John ja Morant. This guy is, is he the funnest basketball player to watch right now? Like, honestly, I know we talk Curry and we give a little bit of love to LeBron and DeRozan is crushing it. Joker's awesome and Beat is killing it. But what John Moran is doing every single day, Tino, I mean, it seems like a highlight reel. He's a high, he's a walking highlight reel, man, is what he is. 52 points yesterday. He had four threes. He had 46 points against the Bulls a couple nights ago. He had 44 points February 16th against Portland. So he's got 40-plus points here in three of his past four. He's now averaging 27 points, 5.9 boards, and 6.6 assists. A couple amazing highlights from him uh, last night. That was a career high for him, 52 points, 22 of 30 shooting and four of four from beyond the arc. I mean, what can you say about John Moran? This guy is unreal. It was also a franchise high. I think the coolest uh, stat I saw, I think it was from Stat Muse, is that every franchise had a 50-point scorer other than the Grizzlies going into oh, last wow. night. Nice. Yeah, so, and then the entire team celebrated with him. I guess it makes more sense. But 
Unreal. I mean, the, the craziest part, everyone highlights the dunk. He got a full court touchdown pass, 0.4 second shot off, which I don't even know how that's possible. I was always told you need 0.5 to get a shot like that off, but whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy when you think about how, like, every other day, too, like, we're all kind of holding our breath with John Moran a couple games ago right out of the All-Star break. Uh, you know, it was like prayers up for John, and they brought him back in, and he missed a shot at the buzzer. So, like, we didn't know if he was going to miss time after that. He was kind of playing hurt, and clearly he's fine. John Morant is A-OK. I, I want to see him in the postseason. That That's kind of where I'm at now. Um, they're killing it. In the and we West. will. It does look like we will see him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just let's get to the finish line. That's what it keeps saying. Like, right. NBA regular season, get to the finish line. Just, I, I want to see my man do good. So, um, we can get into some NBA picks here. Hand up. I tried to suspend myself, not retire. Meanie said, you're not suspended. I said, I'm suspending myself first. Oh, and three NBA picks night on the show in a very long time. And, uh, you know, I was thinking maybe I need a break and we will have a break coming up soon. But I got to finish out strong and I got to give the people some picks. So um, we can start with Mavericks Lakers. I thought it was a little interesting for me to see that. Uh, uh, so Luke, uh, Luka Doncic is over uh, under in points. It's 31 and a half right now. That's just the book I was looking at at Barstool Sportsbook. I don't know where it is elsewhere. He's never gone over that total against the Los Angeles Lakers. I think that's super high, too, 31 and a it half is, points. Yeah. If you really want to get down with something, and I mentioned it's incoming, he's only had a triple-double once against him, but plus 225 is what I'm looking at for a triple-double for Luka. Um, although he's only gone over it once and it was in an overtime game, he's inched this line. He's had double-doubles and gotten close to a triple-double, like one assist, one rebound away every time he's played them. So if you really want to get down with Luka props, I'd probably stay away from the over 31 and a half points, even though he'll probably explode because um, he hasn't played the Lakers all season and, you know, big primetime game um, on TNT. I just think triple-double is probably the way I would get down. And then I mentioned to you I do like the Lakers plus five and a half because the Mavs do only beat good teams. But really it's because um, the Lakers are super just weird. Obviously, they're terrible. LeBron's still going to play. He's day-to-day. If LeBron doesn't play, it's a no-brainer. The Mavs are going to win. But they, they won the last time they played in Dallas – um, Luka did not play, and that was a three-point game. The five-and-a-half just makes sense to me. The NBA doesn't make sense. So uh, coming from a guy who lost three in a row, if you don't like my take on that, listen to my best bets uh, instead. And my best bets from that game are going to be actually the Luka triple-double. And then I'm going to move forward to some player props because I don't want to stay on size because it's impossible to do in the NBA. And some of my best bets, I'm going to go Andrew Wiggins over two-and-a-half threes and plus money. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to take Trey Young over two-and-a-half threes. And here's why. Both these guys, the reasons are the same. Trey Young against the Celtics here is averaging um, nine three-point attempts per game against them. Two and a half uh, seems a bit high. He actually has only gone over that total one time, I believe. But if the attempts are going to be there, um, I want to ride with it. I think uh, the Atlanta Hawks has had good success against the Celtics this season. Um, and it's just something I'll get down with. But in terms of Andrew Wiggins, revenge game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, he's gone over this total two out of the three times he's played them. And then plus money without Clay, without everyone else, and with the Warriors being as, you know, poor as they are right now, I think that's a nice little nice little bet I want to get down with. Then I'm also going to go over to Isaiah Stewart, double-double. He's playing the Washington Wizards. I love the Wizards to cover minus three and a half. But again, I'm going to give you a side, but I'm also going to give you some plus money plays that we could probably profit on because I got to make some money back for the people. He's plus 225 for a double-double. Two times he's played, he's hit the double-double mark, and he's fell one rebound short. Uh, I think the Wizards win this, but I think Isaiah Stewart is in a great spot 
to repeat what he's done and continue his success against the Washington Wizards. Um, and again, I do love the Wizards to cover minus three and a half. They've beaten and handled the Detroit Pistons both times they've played them this season. They won by double digits the last time they played in Detroit. And then I'm going to end with the Golden State Warriors. And lastly, I have one more for the people. One more for the people. No, we don't actually. Golden State Warriors. That was my last Golden one. State Warriors. That's it. Yeah. Finishing strong. I like it. Um, yeah. I love it. I also like what Adam's saying too. We just don't have any official news on uh, Red Fran Fleet. Uh, but if he's out like Gary Trent, I'm seeing 18 and a half points as well as something that I certainly uh, do like. Uh, Tino, the whole bloody case, pal, is yours. Uh, Tino over six Labats, minus 350. Yes. I love the picks, dude. You're going to bounce back. It's one bad night. Are you kidding me? You've been crushing it for us. We're going to break, and we got some NHL picks to wrap up Mean Streets. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back in here to Mean Streets Live on Game Plus Network. We're going to switch gears, talk a little hockey here, round out the show in the final two segments. Let's start with some shot props in the NHL. I have a few that I really like over at FTNBets.com. I want to share a couple that I do like, some plus money plays, and a few more over at FTNBets.com. Again, leave your free pick. You will be entered into a draw to win a package over at FTNBets.com. All picks, all sports from everybody over at FTN, including tools and a Discord channel in there. Braden Point, Jesper Bratt, Tivo Teravainen. I have the bonus as Zach Hyman here. I think Nikita Kucherov is in play as well. A matchup against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, for Braden Point, Minus 149 over at Caesars. He has at least five shots in three of his past six games. It doesn't seem super appealing that he's only cleared in three of his past six, but I do like this spot against the Sens, who have allowed the fourth most shots and the sixth most shot attempts at 5-5 five and five per 60 over the last month. That from our friends over at Natural Statric. Jesper Bratt was good to us yesterday. Going right back to him, he's cleared in five of his past six games, and the one game that he didn't, uh, he left with an injury. So uh, he has been right there. We gave him a lot of love earlier. Don't think I need to spend too much time on him in this game or just talking about him for a shot prop standpoint. But minus 130, I think a lot of Devils are in play. I think a lot of Blue Jackets are in play on the other side of that game. Patrick Liney as well. But uh, the second half of a back-to-back is a little tough to take players. But the Blue Jackets... Over the last month, again, from Natural Statric, the fourth most shot attempts and the third most shots on goal at five on five. Uh, we'll get in. I think there's going to be a lot of offense in that game. Uh, so if you, I think there's a bunch of different ways that you can go for goal scorers. We'll do that in the, in the next segment. TiVo Teravainen and then Hyman in here for TiVo. A good spot against the ring wings. They've coughed up the seventh most shots at five and five per 60 over the last month of the season. TiVo has cleared in back-to-back games in four of his last six. And then Zach Hyman, who we've been getting at plus money. This is the first time I haven't seen him at plus money. He's minus 125 over at DraftKings and Bet365. He's cleared in two straight games, four shots and three shots, and he played 49 minutes total in those games. And that's what's super appealing to me because he's played at least 2150 in six straight games with McDavid, who's a pass-first guy. He has at least three shots in seven of his last 10 games. For the picks tonight, uh, I am leaning with uh, these picks. Some of the odds have changed, but I wanted to give you the odds of when I put it in the bet tracker. I wanted to give a little bit of love to our FTM bet tracker. If you are subscribed, you get the picks right away. You follow FTN alerts, you get notified right away. If you do have the package inside the Discord, hey guys, jump on the abs right now. You can get them at minus 106 to win on the puck line. That's not the case anymore, but still pretty good odds at around minus 115, minus 120 to take care of the Islanders tonight. I like Carolina in 60 against Detroit, minus 140. You can take them on the money line if you want, put them in some parlays. I like the Oilers minus 155. I'm seeing minus 165 now. I'm still okay with that, but I I'd like to put that into a parlay as opposed to putting it as just a single bet at minus 165. That would be a tough loss. And the Devils and the Blue Jackets here over six and a half goals. 
That bottom one is kind of just, I got a gut feeling about San Jose. I haven't been sold on Vegas lately. They're dealing with some injuries. I know Robin Leonard is back, but the Sharks are playing decent hockey. Uh, the Golden Knights got like five losses in their last seven games or so, so I'm putting them in as just a kind of crazy little parlay, 0.25 at plus 660. Uh, but New Jersey's played to the over in eight of their last 10, and Blue Jackets are allowing a lot of rubber as well, and they can score. The Devils are not getting goaltending. We got about 45 seconds for the final segment. I got five goal scorers for you keep her locked welcome back in one final time these are the goal scorers that i have for tonight kucherov they can go to kucherov or point uh kucherov actually has better odds at plus 140 kucherov's around or points around plus 120 patrick line jesper bratt honestly i like sharon govich i like a lot of goals i think we're going to see at least seven in that columbus new jersey game so bratt at plus 250 i think jack hughes and also my guy sharon govich at nearly three to one Tebow Teravainen, other side, Sveshnikov if you wanted. And let's ride this thing out with Jake DeBrusque. Why not? At plus 333. Those are the five goal scorers that I like. You can take my singles. You can round robin it. Uh, maybe you have a little parlay fun in there as well. Mike, I see the question. I do have a lean to the Sharks team total over two and a half goals, but I don't think we'll see uh, much offense in that game. I think it'll be a uh, low scoring tight check in. All right, we're out of here. Uh, sorry, Game Plus, for going a little long. We do appreciate you. Back tomorrow. Cheers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.